What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. BNN, I am having a good week. I hope you all are also having a wonderful week. We have a nice open dialogue every week, you and I, on the Birdie Num Num Podcast. Like, rate, review. This week, getting straight to it, as the title says of the episode, Instagram, the IG, IGTV, Instagram Live, the parent company Facebook is looking at getting rid of likes. Bom, bom, bom. Wow, that is the news. And I must say, it's a lot of chatter happening around. I think it started in Australia where they piloted this program because from what I've seen online and in the digital marketing space, the Aussies love to use Instagram. And a lot of, uh, I saw some like videos on how to engage with Instagram followers and how to run a proper Instagram marketing strategy and all that stuff. And a lot of the teachers were Australian. And I'm assuming a lot of these surfers and vacation travelers and vlogs and models and all that stuff also come from down south, down under in the Aussies. I'm Steve. Oh, no, that guy passed away. Sorry. Um, so, uh, Yes, I have heard this news that Instagram is looking at banning likes, and I think it's a good idea, but I am cautiously optimistic. As we know in life in general, especially in 2019, especially in the age of capitalism, and especially uh, with these tech companies, and it's ironic, do no evil is the saying of Google, and I don't know what Facebook's mission is, I'm assuming it's connecting the world or something like that, but let's be honest, do tech companies... I mean, tech companies are great. I think if you learn how to uh, harness the power of them properly, i.e. using the content in fun ways. Um, but remember, there's a quote that a dealer never consumes. A drug dealer never consumes the product because he or she knows, because equality in drug dealing, you know what I mean? Um, he or she knows how to sell and market and use the product. And it's interesting, uh, a lot of the news, a lot of the chatter about Instagram banning likes is saying that, oh, it's going to be good for mental health and awareness and kids are getting depressed about, uh, you know, who has more likes or who's more popular based on these numbers. And I hear you. I get it. I mean, go for it. I'm all on board. Um, you know, I think at least for me now, because I've been on social media for about 10, 12, 15 years is I'm kind of over that part, you know, um, but at the same time, I do get sad. I'm like, oh man, that I put so much effort into that video. It only got 5,000 views or this crap on my cell phone got 80,000 views or whatever. And I appreciate all of it. Um, but these companies are data-driven companies. You know what I mean? Like Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, all these sorts of companies, they're all data-driven companies. And while that sounds cool, on like a tech journal, and that sounds cool, like from a futuristic point of view, when you say, um, you know, we use data to drive all of our decisions, data is not human, remember? Um, just because something uh, makes business sense, you know, just like putting boobs all over YouTube thumbnails shows, the data shows that people are clicking on that because all of you have those Freudian primal instincts, men and women, um, you're going to click right? But that's not what you're looking for. And that's not generally probably what you need, but you might watch it. Look at YouTube right now. If you look at your YouTube homepage, there are a bunch of videos from people you don't subscribe to, but YouTube now knows what you want to watch, even though you haven't subscribed to it. So even though you've said, I want to subscribe to the Birdie Num Num podcast, um, YouTube is like, but... The data shows that you're enjoying these dog videos way more of a coming home to a soldier and the dog is like, ah. By the way, one morbid thought I've, I've always had for people who 
use their pets like on their I mean, it's so sad. Like when you see a dog has 9 million followers and you don't. <laughs> but speaking of I- irony of likes and follows, um, it's so sad. I, w- I have this, it's a, a small tangent, but I have this weird thing that like, dude, your dog is like 10, 12 years, you know, you're going to just like make an Instagram for this thing. This guy's going to be a celebrity. And then, you know, what after that? And I know it's a morbid thought, but ugh. What do you do? You know, like, is somebody going to replace their dog with another dog and try to carry over the phone? I'm sorry. Okay. But I I have these thoughts. What can I say? So getting back to the data. Okay. Like, yes, it's not healthy to look at how many followers you have or how many viewers you have, or, uh, you know, how many subscribers or whatever. But when these companies say they're doing it for mental health, I'm a bit cautiously optimistic because these companies want to keep you on the platform forever right? That's why on Facebook, if you share a YouTube link, nobody sees it and you get one like. But if you share the same thing as a video, it does, you know, much better. Or if you type text out, it's fine. But if you share a link to Huffington Post, no, we want you to stay on the website. And yes, fake news is bad. And Donald Trump or Modi, this, that, whatever um, stuff you see spreading on the social media platforms. And did it get dark again? Oh my goodness. If you watch me on the video podcast, you know the light always changes when I go deep. That's so weird. Um, but like how, like, okay, you're a data-driven company, okay? That's number one. That's your guiding principle. Your job is to keep people on the app as much as possible. So you are saying uh, we are going to uh, stop, uh, you know, showing likes because we think it's we think it's good for mental health. Do you, though? Or do you think that now you're going to hide how many likes are there and you're going to have to click like a dot, dot, dot or a see more and that's going to let us see how many likes people have and then uh, spend more time on the app because it's like another bit of friction to get that information. You know what I mean? It's kind of like on Twitter how you can never see an Instagram thumbnail, but you had to, well, that that's a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like these apps, like when an app says it's a data-driven uh, company, I get it, but I'm also curious why is Instagram piloting this program in Australia and then moving it to America? Whereas normally they would pilot the stuff in lower end markets uh, and then bring it out to the West. You know what I mean? Bigger thumbnails on YouTube or, uh, you know, algorithm changes. They kind of do it by geos in the smaller markets, see how people are responding before they scale it big. Right. Because, and I know that sounds a little weird, but what I always love is when people are like, everyone is created equal. Everybody, we value all of our users equally. And then you see, oh, cost per click, uh, an Indian user, or a Bangladeshi user, or a Chinese user is one cent, whereas an American click is 25 cents. And it's like, well, are you, are you looking at everybody equally? You know what I mean? So um, I, I know it's kind of a morbid thing to do. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a morbid trip today, you guys. Um, but like, I'm just very, very cautious about this. I think it's fine. I think Instagram is great if you use it properly. I'm trying to use it to engage with a lot of people on the podcast and stuff. But like what? I mean, yeah, dude, we we have a bad uh, experience with all of this stuff. But I would be careful that on one hand, you're like, okay, I'm not looking at likes. I think it's good because you will probably see pictures and scroll past them. And be like, oh, I, I want to like that genuinely. I don't care uh, how many likes it have, how many likes it has. But let's be honest, dude. Most people, um, there's a term called uh, social proof. Uh, I uh, read about where if you scroll past Priyanka Chopra's video or picture and it's got like 19 million likes, 
you're way more inclined to tap that button than had it had five likes or 10 likes. And obviously she gets like a million likes per microsecond, but I'm saying like all of that is there. So on one hand, it might be good, you know, um, but ultimately don't be fooled. The goal of this, even on YouTube videos, like imagine if YouTube just showed you videos, because what do you do when you, when somebody sends you a YouTube video, regardless of what it is, you look at how many views it has to kind of make a quick assessment. Is this worth my time? Right. And so there's so many great videos. Dude, I'm like watching so many videos about digital marketing and podcasting, and I'm trying to up my game, how to use this damn recorder and like use the right recording quality and all that stuff. Cause I don't want to go to a studio. I don't want to spend half the day sitting with some guy and like, can you talk closer to the mic? Wow. That does sound better. But you know what I mean? Like, like there's, all these apps, all these tools, all these technologies, ultimately they're trying to make a better product. Because if it was really good, if it wasn't capitalistic, what would they say? Hey, we believe in mindfulness and we believe in mental health. So you know what? Go outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave your phone at home. Don't use this app. But they're not doing that. Because why would they? I mean, why would anybody, right? So like, I think it's cool that uh, it's, it's some step, but I would be very, very cautiously optimistic, right? Even Facebook, we, we want to stop spreading fake news, but we want you to watch more of our ads. And that's the reason, you know, um, YouTube, uh, we're, we're, we, we think you're going to have a much better experience watching these dog and cat videos rather than playing with your dog and cat or your parents or your kids or whoever, right? As parents get older, you got to play with them. You know what I mean? So uh, I've, I've always found that interesting though. As your parents get older, they're basically the children, right? You're like, did you eat your vegetables? Um, so I don't know, man, that's kind of my, uh, my opinion on it. I am curious to see what'll happen because if you're a brand, you still want that data. You know what I mean? If you're a brand, you still want like, what's like, you know, they're not going to get rid of how many followers people have. You know what I mean? They're not going to get rid of showing you, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a bold move, you know what I mean? But trust me, these companies know way more about you than you do. And they know, and they've tested probably that when they remove likes, and I'm sure there's a PowerPoint or a graph somewhere on SlideShare one day, we'll see it where they piloted this in Sydney or Melbourne. And they saw that when they removed likes, probably user engagement and user traffic and basically money, money, money went up like anything. And so on one hand, it's good. You're not gonna um, you're not gonna see how many likes somebody has and feel bad about your own. On the other hand, you're gonna continue to watch and get jealous and get insecure and do all that stuff. So I would say uh, ignore the noise uh, this week about a lot of it. Use social media responsibly. I'm on an infotainment trip these days with this podcast and all the stuff I watch and all the books I'm reading. My favorite book right now, if anybody's curious, Deep Work. I read that recently. Uh, by Cal something, Cal Newport, Cal, I forgot his name. It's back there. If you're in Bangalore, uh, you can, uh, I will dunzo the book to you if anybody wants it, if you are listening, if you're seriously going to read it. Otherwise, I'm going to give it to my favorite uh, coffee shop in Bangalore called Urban Solace. But if you do want it, uh, let me know and we'll figure out a dunzo arrangement in Bangalore. So um, yeah, guys, I hope that helped. Um, use social media responsibly. Let me know what you think, if this is a good idea or a bad idea. And uh, I'm calling it right now. I think it's a business decision to keep you using the apps longer unless, I, and I will say that I am wrong if Instagram puts time limits on their app by default. If they're like, you've been on here two hours a day scrolling it, girls sitting on cars, having 45, th dude, that's another freaking, I, I, we're done here, folks. So if you want to listen, keep listening. But 
Um, that's another trip, dude. That that like a twenty-two-year-old girl has eighty-five thousand Instagram followers or five hundred thousand Instagram followers for being pretty and sitting on cars, um, or or whatever. But what value are you gonna add? And those guys, those horny ass dudes from freaking, I want to say Croatia, but Bangladesh or Bangalore or wherever, um, they're not gonna really uh, provide you long-term value in terms of branding, marketing, whatever it may be. But you don't get it because you're young, and neither would have I. So it's all good. But yeah. Let me know what you guys think. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? I'm on record to say it's a business decision, and I think their goal is to keep you on the apps as long as possible, but time will tell, and we'll go back to this podcast then. So thanks, guys. Bye. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. Birdie num num.